Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. And welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler. I am the owner uh, of the Seckler Law Firm, located in Cranberry Township. And I do this uh, radio show pretty much every week just to let folks know the things I think you need to know to take care of your family, to do proper estate planning, elder law, asset protection, uh, and uh, just generally be there in your corner to help you create a successful estate plan. We're going to get into some technical stuff today, so a little disclaimer. Uh, don't uh, consider any of the information provided in today's episode or any other episode as legal advice. This is for your general information and education. Um, this is not specific legal advice. If you've got uh, some estate planning needs, if you have legal needs, you need to speak to a lawyer uh, because you can make some mistakes relying on one tidbit here or one piece there. So don't get legal advice on this or any other radio show. Uh, give us a call anytime, 724-546-4227, and we'll be able to give you some guidance on how you can get your affairs in order, which is something people like to talk about these days, right, at this time of the year. It's January. We've got New Year's resolutions, and people are sort of energized and want to get their life together and uh, and, and doing workout regimens, maybe doing some cleaning of the house. Uh, and just generally, we've got a new year, new you, just trying to do um, some things to make our life better. And this time, we always see an uptick in calls to the office because one of the things that people want to do is get their affairs in order. You know, it's been a long time since we did a estate plan. It's another year, and I'm not getting any younger. And perhaps what I need to do is some proper planning to, to prepare for my uh, my potential disability, death, uh, et cetera. And so we uh, we are headed into a busy season here at the Secular Law Firm uh, where lots of families reach out to us to do some estate planning. And so what I wanted to chat about today is if you're considering doing some estate planning, if you know you should, you've just been putting it off and putting it off, remember you're not getting any younger and we're all going to need these documents at some point in time. So why not today? So if we're going to do it, why not be successful with it? And so from my standpoint, what I wanted to talk about today is what are the criteria, at least around here, that we have for a successful estate plan? Um, and really, it's come down for me after about 11 or 12 years of writing hundreds and hundreds of estate plans. What are the criteria for a successful estate plan? And it looks like this. Um, one, the estate plan needs to honor your life, right? We, we don't uh, work uh, 40, 50 years, raise a family, go all through this to have it all blown up and, and lost to, like, taxes or, or, or negative uh, impacts of, of an estate plan when you pass away. So, one, it honors your life. Uh, two, it, uh, it protects your resources. I, I think this is a, a big place where um, lots of estate plans fail is they simply answer the question, who gets my stuff when when I pass away? It doesn't really then tackle the issues. What happens if I get sick? What happens if I've got creditor issues? What happens if my daughter goes to a divorce? So uh, the first is um, honors your life. Second is it protects your resources. The third is it sets your family up for success. Um, there's a lot of ways that we can do this with an estate plan, but. It, it's not as simple in a state plan to just give the kids an inheritance, right? I mean, there's a lot of situations where um, families don't always get along. Family members may have some issues going around, like a lawsuit, a divorce, something like that. And maybe the last thing we want to do is throw a bag of money on that kitchen table and say, here's your inheritance, good luck, because 
um, a lot of people aren't equipped to handle money. A lot of people aren't equipped uh, or, or could potentially lose that money to a potential creditor issue or a divorce. So if we're going to do this, let's do it right and set our kids up for success. That's number three. Number four is the plan needs to work today in tomorrow. Right. I mean, particularly for my retiree clients, my soon-to-be retired clients, um, you know, the estate planning in your retirement years or in your senior years is different than estate planning uh, when you're in your 30s and the kids are little, right? Because when you're in your ki- 30s and your kids are little, odds are, statistically speaking, this is not our forever estate plan. We're going to use different tools in the future. Our life, our financial uh, situation is going to be much, much different in another 30 or 40 years. But for my retired clients, the estate plan that someone does in their 50s, 60s, 70s may be the estate plan and should be the estate plan that works forever. We don't need to revisit this thing 15 more times uh, and draft new documents and do new documents, right? I mean, we, we may need to amend the plan. We may need to adjust the plan. We, yeah, we may need to add additional tools to the plan depending on the situation, depending on what's going on from a financial standpoint. But, but what I find is my retired clients or my soon-to-be-retired clients um, – the, the estate plan is more a process than a transaction. You know, when, when I went to law school, um, there was this kind of common thing when, when somebody would ask you, what do you want to do when you graduate? What do you want to do uh, when, you, when you get out of law school? Are you, are you going to litigate or do you want to go in a courthouse and, and fight over red car hit blue car? Do you want to go in and sue doctors? Do you want to go in and get into corporate law? Or And then they had this there's, – um, there's this thing that they call certain – practice areas transactional law transactional law so you come to me for a thing and i sell you the thing and then we never speak again we had our transaction and then it's over right um think about like a real estate closing i went to the lawyer's office i've never met the lawyer before the real estate agent hired the lawyer signed the paperwork walked out of the lawyer's office it was an hour and a half ago and and already i can't remember that lawyer's name that's transactional law and a lot of people like to lump estate planning into transactional law, which I wholeheartedly reject the notion. Um, when people come to my law office, they're not purchasing a document from me, and then we're never going to speak to them again. I don't w- treat my clients, and, and I don't want to have my staff treat my clients as a transaction. This, to me, is relationship law because what's going to happen over time is that that plan is going to need an adjustment. The family circumstances are going to change a little bit. The the um, the dynamics in the law are going to change a little bit, and as a result, we may need to change what the estate planning documents say or how the estate plan is funded. And so, for my clients, when when we work with a family, <clears throat> we we go through a foundation where we set up the proper tools, wills, trusts, powers of attorney. But then what we do is we have an ongoing support program called our membership program where we will continue to provide education. Hey, this law is changing. Hey, there's this thing called Secure 2.0 coming. We're going to have to tell you what that's all about when they pass it. Hey, um, okay, you, you reached out to us because someone in your family had an accident and is now disabled or because dad has the dementia diagnosis. How does that impact the estate plan? And it's, it's it, estate planning, when done properly, is a relationship not a transaction, though lots of my colleagues in this profession want to treat you like a transaction, get your will, and get the heck out of my office, I want to get to the next one. Um, And so that's just not the way that I see it. So quick review, the four criteria for a successful estate plan. It honors your life, it protects your resources, it sets your family up for success, 
and it works today and tomorrow. So, so let, let's go a little bit deeper dive on each one of these. Honors your legacy. You know, what we're really doing at its core with, with estate planning, the way I look at it, the way we, we do this at the Secular Law Firm is, is this. Um, I like to think about my clients living their sort of life story, right? And, and they're writing this book, and chapter after chapter, they are you know, going through education and going through your first job and maybe marriage and maybe children and then career. And then, and then all of a sudden, 40 years goes by, and we've been writing chapters, and then 60 years has gone by, and we're writing chapters. And then we're approaching this chapter called retirement, and then ultimately we want that to be successful and then ultimately finally at some point in time i will pass away or i will get sick and that's a different chapter in my life story the final chapter and and what i like to think about uh, the estate planning process the role of me your estate planning attorney the 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 role of the estate planning law firm is to help you write the most difficult chapters Right? Because you, you could be writing this beautiful family story and then a disability happens. And how are we going to respond to that? And, and are we going to be well set up so that this doesn't disrupt my spouse's retirement? If, if I get sick later in life, is my wife going to be able to keep our home? I want, I want the chapter in my story to say, yeah, here's, here's how that happened. It was unfortunate, but here's how Tim's wife got to keep their family home and, and wasn't broken retirement. And so I see our job, and then, and then ultimately when I pass away, I would prefer that chapter, the final chapter, to say, yeah, Tim passed away, and he was able to leave a legacy. And look what he was able to do for the next generation, his favorite nonprofits. Look, look what he was able to do. Um, you know, he worked hard, he worked hard, and now the world is a better place because he left it, rather than that last chapter being something like, Oh, when Dad passed away, you know, we didn't know what he owned. Um, he, you know, we we had to search through his old filing cabinets and watch his mail for the first month because we don't know what he did. I don't know what he spent his money on, um, and and then we put all of these bank statements into a shoebox and we went to the lawyer's office and the lawyer read all these things and just had a whole bunch of questions and now this whole thing is a giant headache that's going to take me months and months to unravel because my dad didn't care enough to set us up for success and so now my last lasting memory in my dad's last chapter is about how he didn't plan well and how the court system was a pain in the neck and how the taxes were a pain in the neck because we didn't have a plan for it, right? And so my role, the way I see it is I don't want that to be my client's last chapter. I don't want that to be my last chapter. I don't want it to be your last chapter. And we can plan well for this. And I think that it's the role of the estate planning lawyer to say, yeah, it's usually not a happy chapter, but but we can we can look to the silver linings. We can write this thing so that what they don't say about you when you're gone is he left us a mess. Um, and so that is how an estate plan can honor your life. Um, protecting resources. You know, so many people, if you go to a dozen law firms, you're going to have probably one of two experiences when it comes to estate planning. The first is you're going to walk in, they're going to ask you about your stuff, they're going to ask you about your family, they're not probably going to do all that much goal, goal setting, and then they're going to say something like, all you need is a simple will. <clears throat> well, there's... If, if you get the answer, all you need is a simple will, that probably occurs one of two reasons. One, um, you know, maybe that's because the attorney you went to see 
does traffic tickets on Tuesday and does divorces on Wednesday and writes wills on Thursday and has no idea how the long-term care system works, has no idea how trust works, really doesn't have much of a concept on post-death administration, taxation, doesn't have a, a, a decent financial acumen to tell you the difference between you know, an immediate annuity and a deferred annuity. And, and the, but, but that attorney is going to tell you, all you need is a simple will. You're not rich. Here's your simple will, which I think is a failure. I think that is a failure. If you've had that experience, my opinion, you have been failed because estate planning is not just about asking, answering the question, who gets my stuff when I pass away? That's amateur hour stuff. And don't let your family be left to somebody who hasn't taken the time to care enough to give you proper legal guidance. All right, so that's the first. The second is the other reason you might get all you need is a simple will is because there are attorneys around who are so um, set on doing like high, high, high net worth tax planning, $50 million plus families, and you walk in there with your you know modest middle class, upper middle class savings, and they look at you and it's like, get out of my office, here's your simple will. And, and I know that that occurs. Not every, that's not the, place, the way it occurs all the time, but I, I've had – clients come to me after having had that experience and saying thank you for giving a darn about my family let's do some work together um, so so one option that you might encounter when you go to a lawyer's office is within one hour they're telling you all you need is a simple will who's your executor and you're going to leave utterly unsatisfied that you actually did a good estate plan for your family. The other way that this could happen is you could go to uh, an estate planning lawyer who does care and is going to give you a couple of options. You know, here's a will, here's a trust, here's this other type of trust, here's these different tools. And the ones of us, my, I'm going to throw myself in this category that do this pretty well, take a lot of time educating you on the difference in these tools. How do we use this tool? How do we use that tool? Which tools do I need? And oftentimes you need several of them. And, and so we have developed a system to get you several of these tools to make sure that we're not just arguing about is it a will or is it a trust? Who cares? Okay, let's just make sure that we're doing the right thing for your family. We're going to give you the tools you need. And then let's talk about the spend the rest of our relationship on how to use these tools properly. So that, that's kind of our take on it. Um, that's how and, – and those tools often are not just answering the question – who gets my stuff when it passed away? We're also protecting your stuff from things like taxes, from things like probate expenses, from things like long-term care needs if you end up getting sick. So criteria one honors your life. Criteria two protects resources, and you need some more advanced tools to do that. Don't let them judge you uh, because you're not worth $50 million. Let's get together. Let's get some tools. Right? Criteria two. Criteria three is sets your family up for success. Well, what the heck does that mean? Well, a couple of things. One, it could mean like technically we're setting your kids up for success, meaning um, rather than giving your kid an outright inheritance that they lose to their divorce a couple years later or lose to a lawsuit a couple years later, what if that inheritance is in a trust that then protects their inheritance from a potential future divorce, lawsuit, creditor issue, et cetera? Um, so, and if you have people that need some help, like a, um, a young person is going to inherit from you or somebody with poor judgment or somebody with an addiction, maybe we can give them their inheritance in a fashion where we're protecting those resources from those issues and helping them make good decisions and helping them plan. Uh, and, and now we're setting them up for success. So one is just could be technically how do they receive the eventual inheritance and are we actually giving them a chance for success or we're just dumping a bag of money on the kitchen table? 
The other way we set them up for success is frequently our clients are using family members as their fiduciaries, as their decision makers. My power, my agent under power of attorney, my executor of my will, my trustee of my trust. That's going to be my spouse, my kid. Yeah, great. I mean, that's that's the way most families do this, right? But you know, if somebody handed me Mike Tomlin's playbook, that doesn't make me a football coach, right? So so just saying my daughter is going to be my executor doesn't mean she knows what the heck that means, right? And so you're naming your, your daughter to, in this position, but you're not telling them anything about it. They don't know what you own. It's just, it, you know, it's, it's this, here's this burden you're going to have to do one day that you're not going to understand. Uh, and so what we like to do when our clients are on board is we like to educate our clients' children on their future responsibilities. Hey, you have been named your mom's power of attorney. Here's what this means. When she gets sick, you call us, and, and we're going to coach you through this, but here's what you're going to ask you're going to be asked to do while you're serving in this role. And this is, is this role appropriate for you? Are you actually willing to commit to doing the things you need to do to make sure that, that this is going to go well? Or should we name somebody else, right? So actually educating your children on their roles and responsibilities when you get sick, when you pass away, to make sure that this plan actually works. And we're not just dumping an uncompensated job and headache on them when life throws us a curveball. So setting the kids up for success is criteria three. Criteria four is the thing works today and tomorrow. What do I mean by that? Well, you know, everybody likes to plan for what happens. You know, I, I like to have this vision that I am still running marathons at age 95 and I've got full cognitive abilities and I'm healthy and I'm enjoying life and I've got plenty of resources and I'm going to pass away in my sleep one night and that would be the way that I'd prefer to go. But very few people get to go out that way, right? Um, so we end up planning for what happens if I get sick and I pass away later. But we also need to answer the question, what happens if I get sick and I pass away in the short term? It, am I, do I have enough life insurance? Am, am I set up so that my spouse and my kids are going to be okay? Am I set up that if I have a stroke next week that my wife is not going to lose her house, right? So we've got to have a plan that works in the short term. What happens if I get sick or pass away in the short term? And then also, how is that plan going to need to adjust if that doesn't happen? I need it to work tomorrow. And between now and tomorrow, and, and you know, our hypothetical tomorrow could be a couple of decades from now, if a couple of decades from now I've got a health issue going on, like I've got dementia, or which one in three of us are going to have, by the way, or if I've got um, some other type of health issue, can I, can I foresee how that potential health issue might impact my wife's success, how that health issue might impact how um, my uh, resources, how many, what resources am I allowed to leave? What's going to be left? Can I do anything to protect assets? No, I don't have a dementia diagnosis today, but I could in the future. And if I'm going to have a, di a dementia diagnosis, or if I will have a stroke in the future, I know that's going to result in long-term care. I know nursing homes cost $200,000 a year. And so is there anything I can do to protect myself? And, you know, that is a plan that works today and works tomorrow and deals with real-world issues and not just who gets my stuff when I pass away? And so if, you know, if any of this stuff that I'm chatting about today resonates for you, then you, you might want to 
come to one of our upcoming workshops. You know, give us a chance at this. Let us show you who we are and what we're about and how we can help you. We do estate planning workshops just about every week or every other week. Um, we do them in our office. We do them in the community. We do them at restaurants. We do them at libraries. We, we go around, and I am by nature a teacher. I want you to understand your options. I invite you to a free estate planning workshop called the three secrets workshop where we teach you the three secrets on how to protect your family um, and then we offer you uh, an opportunity to come and work with us and get the tools you need and and we do this at an incredibly affordably uh, affordable price um, and we offer you ongoing maintenance and ongoing support uh, to make sure that your plan works today and tomorrow so i encourage you if you know you need to do estate planning or if you know that it's been a while since you wrote the will or if you know that the guy or the lady that wrote your will really didn't take a deep dive with you, they just sold you a piece of paper, then you probably want to come and come to one of our workshops and find out what real estate planning is all about um, because what I want to do is I want to hit criteria one and honor your life. I want to hit criteria two and protect your resources. You work too hard uh, to collect resources to lose them to some broken government rule book. Criteria three, I want to protect your kids and I want to set them up for success and make sure that this is going to go smoothly. Criteria four is the plan's got to work today and it's got to anticipate future life changes, future changes in the law. So it's got to work tomorrow too. And if we have hit those four criteria, then we've got a successful estate plan that helps tell your last chapter, your most difficult chapters of this beautiful family story that you're writing. Uh, and and that's how um, that's how I think about this stuff. That's how I want to apply our, our legal technical know-how to help solve your family's current problems, future problems, so that you know no matter what curveballs life throws at me, um, I got a plan for that. Um, and I got a, I got some people in my corner who understand how to protect me. So give us a call, 724 724- Five four six four two two seven, or check us out at the SecklerLawFirm.com. It is S E C H L E R LawFirm.com, uh, and there you can register for one of our upcoming workshops. You can find recordings from this uh, show, from uh, prior shows. I've got all types of articles. I think we're working it, moving in on. Uh, over 100 blog articles on the website of just helpful information. I know I've recorded more than 100 episodes of the show. You can access those. And, and just use these materials um, and, and figure out if the way we think about these things are right for you. And if the way we think about these things aren't right for you, there's still some handy technical tips in there where you might be able to go to the lawyer, uh, to some other law firm and get your thing. What I really care about is that you plan well. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it when... Um, the kids come in here and something has happened to mom or dad. Mom or dad has gotten sick. Mom or dad has passed away. The kids have no idea what they're supposed to do at this point. They come in here with a giant eagle bag full of paper that is your statement. Some of them are 10 years old. We don't know if the account still exists. We don't know if dad banked at this bank or that bank. We, we don't know if dad's life insurance was still in effect. We don't know anything about this situation. And here's this daughter crying in my office because one she has just lost a parent and two now she realized the the magnitude of the job that is about to be asked of, of her in this incredibly stressful situation that you know we we could have fixed we could have made this better can can we can we help the fact that that mom or dad passed away no could we make sure that when mom or dad does pass away we don't have a mess dropped on the kids. Can we make sure that they get proper legal guidance to avoid probate, save some money, save some headaches, save some taxes? Can we can we 
protect the assets from the nursing home if you get sick, which statistically speaking for a husband and wife, one of the two of you is going to need long-term care, so get your head out of the sand. Let's actually plan for this. Um, and now we got an estate plan that works. So you can find out all about those workshops at the secularlawfirm.com website. It is www.seclerlawfirm.com or give us a call 724-546-4227. Again, 724-546-4227. I just want to quickly mention, if you have um, or are currently going through a uh, what we would call like a, a crisis situation, like someone is in a nursing home or or someone has just passed away. Our law firm is here to help in those situations too. So if you've just lost a loved one, um, our, we we have an entire practice dedicated to honoring that person's life, doing the legal resources and the legal steps that we need to be able to transfer resources, pay the taxes, do other things you need to do. So we're here to help you with that. We also help families with long-term care guidance. So if you've got a family member who needs long-term care, be it care in the home, care in a residential setting, in a community, um, we help people find and get the right level of care, and then we also help people pay for it. And we can look at things like veterans benefits. We can look at things like Medicaid benefits. How can we get the person the care they need without going broke in the process? Um, And on our staff as a social worker, who helps people find the right level of care. She worked in long-term care settings for about 10 years before she came to work for our law firm. And now what she does is she helps people find the right level of care, and we couple that with the legal work to protect your house, protect your resources, make sure there's enough money left for your spouse, the kids. Uh, And so if you know somebody going through those situations, give us a call, 724-546-4227. We're here to help. Remember, folks, this show is for your education and information, maybe even a little bit of entertainment. It is not legal advice. Don't make any decisions based on what you heard on this or any other radio show. Come check us out if you've got some questions. We're here to help you anytime. SecularLawFirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R LawFirm.com. Thanks for listening. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Secular Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecularLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.